0: Welcome to the NHL Wraparound podcast featuring Neil Smith, President General Manager of the 1994 Stanley Cup Champion New York Rangers and longtime ESPN NHL veteran Vic Morin. Together, they share no-nonsense opinions on news and issues around the National Hockey League. Whether you're a casual or diehard fan, each episode of NHL Wraparound will leave you more informed. Now, here's your hosts, Neil and Vic.
1: Hockey fans and welcome to the introductory episode of NHL Wraparound. Vic Morin, along with the president and general manager of the 1994 Stanley Cup champion, New York Rangers, Neil Smith. And Neil, seven months ago, we started down the path to do a podcast together. And I think I speak on behalf of both of us that we are thrilled to be kicking off what we look forward to being an extended run of discussion on the National Hockey League.
0: Yeah, Vic, it, it uh, seems like uh, a long time ago, and in some ways it seems like yesterday, that we uh, got together on this, two guys that have known each other for many decades, and uh, it, it just uh, put a light bulb off in both our heads, I think, when the topic came up. It's not something new that I've uh, uh, come up with. I, I was wanting to do a podcast for a long time, but I couldn't find the right partner, and um, I'm, I'm just thrilled to be doing this with you.
1: And they say in life, timing is everything. And when I left ESPN at the end of June of 2023, uh, you had texted me one night and said, you know, you and I should do a project together. And without really knowing what went into doing a podcast, I said, hey, why don't we try to do one? And here we are. And it's it's such an exciting time for both of us. And I think that, um, you know, we're going to share what this venture is all about for everybody.
0: We sure are. And you know, the thing that excites me about this mostly is that we've got about 75 years of experience between the two of us. And why do we have that? Because we're old. That's why we have all the experience. When you're young, you don't have that. Um, But you know what? We've got very different backgrounds. You, of course, very successful in the media business uh, uh, broadcast. Uh, We met each other because of that, because you were at ESPN and I was with the Rangers. Um, And you know what? We've got a, a great diversity diversity of thoughts uh, about uh, the National Hockey League, uh, not only how it should be played, not only opinions on how the games go, but also opinions on how it should be broadcast and how uh, it should come through to the audience. And um, I'm really looking forward to all of those uh, discussions that we're going to have.
1: I think one of the things that intrigues me the most also is that we're both historians of the game, but we both have very contemporary outlooks and we watch games every night. We talk to each other the next day about what we have seen and what we look forward to, uh, as the league continues to evolve and the season progresses along. And I think being able to hit key topics, but also personal stories from the extensive histories th- that we have in hockey. And I've always believed that in order to appreciate where the game is now, one has to also take a look at where the game has come from. And I think both of us have the ability to bridge those eras together. But we also have a keen insight into looking at where the game is going forward. So for us, the game is the past, the present and the future. And, you know, one of the most important things that we're is going to make our podcast unique is the subscriber experience and what is in it for them. And we've just hit on a couple of areas, but you know, just to expound a little bit further, just talking, you know, in depth about the inner workings of the media and management as it pertained to you working with the Rangers and with some other organizations.
0: You know, uh, one of the things that any good, uh, broadcast or podcast, uh, has is interesting guests and people that, uh, uh, folks want to listen to. They want to hear their opinions. And, uh, the Rolodex, uh, to use an old fashioned word that you and I have, uh, is, is endless, uh, because again, of long careers. Um, you have, uh, people and folks, uh, uh that you can, uh, communicate with that I can't communicate with and I have people that that I can communicate with that that you perhaps don't have their number. So um I think that the the people that are watching and listening to the podcast are gonna find it uh really interesting the the kind of guests that we can pull onto the episode with us.
1: Well, one of the areas that I think we're most intrigued about is just the topics that we are going to be able to touch on. Nothing is going to be off limits. And the breadth of areas that we can go into uh, is pretty much endless. And, you know, just want to give a little bit of a sampling of some of the things that uh, that we may touch on during our uh, our run of doing podcasts. And, you know, one of the things I want to talk about is Alex Ovechkin, Wayne Gretzky's all-time goal record. And three years ago, I was talking to anybody that would listen to say not only did I think he was gonna beat Gretzky's record, I thought he was gonna get to a thousand. Well Now it looks like it's a very different story and a thousand seems like it's a fairy tale. And there's even some question about whether or not he can catch Gretzky. But, uh, that's just my own take on that. You know, Ovechkin's a gray beard, but I'm going to throw it to you for, uh, a few comments on somebody that maybe isn't even shaving yet. (laughs)
0: <laughs> and that's Connor Bedard number 98 for the Chicago Blackhawks uh, comes into the league this year with great and so far has been delivering on a very weak team in Chicago but he's been delivering offensive numbers and uh, is he truly a generational player uh, we won't know for a while will we I mean we, we knew about uh, Gretzky before he got there we knew about Gretzky when he was a 10 year old kid um, and, and you often hear about these uh, generational guys before they get into the league this might be the smallest uh player that i've seen that's had the tag generational player and so uh it will be interesting as we watch his career and i'm sure it's going to be illustrious uh, but how he develops and uh it's funny you do going from ovechkin who's uh probably right near the end or a few years from the end to a guy that might have 20 years ahead of Connor bedard
1: well, then let's talk about a couple of guys and their teams that are right in the middle of their careers and certainly generational players in their own right and Connor McDavid of the Edmonton Oilers and Austin Matthews of the Toronto Maple Leafs. And the interesting thing with the, with them and their teams is, are they really equipped to win a Stanley Cup? You know, both of these players have had unbelievable careers to this point. Points by McDavid. Goals by Matthews, but goaltending, defense. Does this team really have the chops to win 15 or 16 games rather uh, come springtime? And we're not quite sure of that. And uh, so um, to me, this is going to be a real interesting thing to look at as we go along. And, uh, you know, one of the things that neither player will have an advantage of in the playoffs are shootouts, which are very useful weapons for picking up points in the standings during the course of the regular season, but shootouts aren't going to be there, and it's just going to be good old fashioned overtime.
0: Yeah, that's for sure. You know that uh, that brings me to a point that I that that's frustrating for me, being a um, you know somebody who's an uh, old school guy, is the fact that the penalty shot. Is not what it used to be when I was growing up, or, or uh, you know for most of my life, where if you got to see a game with a penalty shot, you never forgot that I mean it was a special thing if a guy was hauled down or tripped uh, on a breakaway uh, and he got a penalty shot and he when he got that penalty shot, he went straight at the net and tried to beat the goaltender uh, now because of the shootout. A penalty shot is just an early version of what might come at the end of the game. So the romance of the penalty shot uh, is sort of gone. But there again, I'm an old school guy.
1: Well, let's talk about an old school guy and uh, a coach that has very old school methods, but is making a team that was uh, really on the scrap heap of the NHL when he took over two years ago. And now they're on the verge of playoff respectability and maybe even squeeze in uh, when we get to April. And that's uh, John Tortorella. Uh, and something that uh, I, I found interesting that you shared with me a while ago was when it comes to coaches, there are two types. There are closers, and those are those that have won the Stanley Cup, and Tortorella won a cup with Tampa Bay in 2004, but there are also the builders, and rarely do you see a coach that is both. So not only did John win 20 years ago, but... He took this challenge on very willingly, wanted to go to Philadelphia, shared with me that he wanted a team that he could really sink his team into. And it is really remarkable that he has gotten this team in a year and a half to be competitive enough we don't know if they're going to make it in the long run but they're certainly competitive and the standard that he has implemented in philadelphia has certainly been noticed around the league
0: and talking about another coach uh, that's done a remarkable job. Uh, he won the Jack Adams Award last year Jim Montgomery in, in Boston. And what I find remarkable about that team is the fact that a lot of people were counting them as uh, uh, going to slide down in the standings this year when they lost uh, uh, the captain Bergeron. They, they lost Krejci. Uh, they lost Taylor Hall. Uh, Foligno was gone. Orlov, who they got late in the season, uh, left the team. And everybody was saying, you know, Boston's not going to be dominant like they were last year. Well, boy, they came out of the gate just as dominant as they did the year before. And uh, Jim Montgomery's got to be some kind of coach boy. And he's looking, by the way, Vic, now to be a closer. I mean, <laughs> he's, he, he wants his team to obviously to win the Stanley Cup. They look like they've got a window there uh, perhaps to, to get through. But um, it'll be very interesting to see what they've learned from last year's um, early elimination.
1: And we're going to certainly see a lot of the Bruins both on ESPN and TNT as the season wears on and we get towards the playoffs. And uh, part of our discussion that we're going to have at some point is uh, the two American rights holders for the National Hockey League. And, you know, we're. I have quite a few folks that I'm still in touch with, uh, mostly at ESPN, uh, a lot of the talent at ESPN, but there's some talent that I know over at TNT as well. And we're going to look at, you know, production styles. We'll talk about the talent and the overall presentations that both networks, uh, bring to the fore. So, um, ESPN will have the Stanley Cup finals. This year in the third year of the seven year deals that the respective networks have. And uh, speaking of which, uh, ESPN had the Stanley Cup final back in 1994 when a certain Ranger team won the Stanley Cup. And uh, Neil, you were a little bit close to that scene.
0: Yeah, I w- <laughs> I certainly was. And and uh, it was a uh, magical year and we're coming up on 30 year anniversary, 2024, back to 1994 is 30 years. Can't believe it's been that long. But um, we're going to take a look at that. Your idea, great idea. Uh, before we even got this thing off the ground, you were talking about we're going to do a five part series on the uh, that magical year and it's the right time to do it the 30th year anniversary of of the uh, only Stanley Cup that the Rangers have had since World War II. So, uh, that that's going to be a lot of fun to do. And you know what? Who knows uh down the road we might start doing special shows on other championship teams as well.
1: And I think that's a really important part for both of us here is we don't want to be stale. We want to constantly evolve the show. And one of those aspects is connecting with our viewers, our listeners, our subscribers and hearing from them, you know, what do you want to hear? What do you want to learn about? And what do you want us to be discussing on a weekly basis? So, you know, to do that, um, we'll also be introducing new segments during the course of this run, and you know what? Uh,
0: uh, as we've talked about, Vic, I mean, perhaps our our subscribers, our listeners, want to have a mailbag uh, for to be able to send in a, an email, a question. Uh, uh, perhaps we can take questions uh, as the shows go on. At some point, um, we really want to. Uh, Make it so that when you watch and listen to NHL Wraparound, you come away with things you didn't know. If if you don't come away with anything that you didn't know before you turned on this podcast – that will be uh a very disappointing to me personally and I know to you too um we want people to um learn about things that go on in our respective uh areas uh, that they just didn't know before so uh we want to be uh in, you know entertaining but also very informative
1: And that was right at the core when we developed the philosophy for this. And, you know, to be able to work with a blank canvas, to be able to go in whichever direction we want to is so important. And we really are looking forward to it. So as we wind down this introductory episode, we just want to thank everybody for tuning in. And just a reminder that you can find us on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you subscribe to your favorite podcast.
0: And don't forget that uh, our first real show uh, drops on Tuesday, January 30th. So please uh, hit subscribe and, and watch us. And you know what, Vic? I guess this is a wrap. Around. We'll see you next time. Thanks for joining us on the NHL Wraparound Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to stay up to date on all the NHL action.